Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And a wonderful day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and you are listening to the Zulon Questions About Heaven broadcast. I am glad that you are here. I would like to, first of all, let you know that as we're building our new studio here in rural South Carolina, things are coming along fine. We just put the subflooring down, and I am actually talking to you within the barn. That's what we're going to call it from now on. We are broadcasting from the barn and all of our podcasts. And boy, I'm glad that you're here. And you know, I hope that you have your Bible available. And if you are listening to this while you're traveling or at, uh, well, I don't want to say at work, I don't want you to get in trouble, but on the way to work or at some time uh, when you have a chance to be able to uh, listen very carefully, take notes, or as you're going about your work day, listen to this again. Keep repeating these uh, podcasts back and forth. And then grasp what is being said here that you might be able to use these things. And so we've been going through a series in Revelation, but I'm taking another pause because something came up on one of my other social medium uh, presentations, and I allow questions and different comments to come through. And somebody said something which has bothered me enough that I thought I need to just tackle this straight on and then share this with you. And then in my next broadcast, I'll go back into the Revelation study. But this was very, very important. So I would like to bring this to your attention right now. Someone had said, if you know on my TikTok account, they had made a mention that heaven is really not a physical place in the sky. It is a place that is in your mind. It is in your body. You're like Christ. And it just kind of went off into into space here as far as their thought process. Now, this is about the third time in the last two weeks that we've had people who would, I believe, claim to be of the faith, but have absolutely no scriptural backing to what they're saying. And I find this very, very disconcerting for when we start taking life experiences or hallucinations or jumbled thought and start organizing it into our own personal point of view, we run into trouble. Because whenever I had been talking with people of other faith in years back when I was teaching in a college prep academy, we had a student who was of a faith, and they changed their doctrine depending on what you want to feel like. And this is their cultic uh, invitation. You can name your hereafter any way that you want to. And I cannot allow this to be uh, proclaimed within the Christian community and stepping aside from the Bible, because if we lose our standard, we lose our way. And so the question came up, as you said, as as I had said, as you had had heard me say, that someone had made the uh, very audacious claim that there is no real new earth, new heavens. This is all a concept. It is is within your mind and your body as you are like Christ, but there is no physical place. And I find this, to be honest with you, quite stunning that someone, they would have to admit that they don't read the Bible because the Bible is extremely clear that this is a place, all right? So let's go over a couple of things here in the scripture, not by my experience nor by my opinion, but what does the Bible actually say? Well, let's start off with John chapter 14 and verse two. And Jesus himself says this, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. 
the word for dwelling places is in the Greek. The word is mone. It is specifically talking about just what it was presented. It's a dwelling place. It didn't say, in my father's imagination, there are many hallucinations. In my father's celestial forever, there are concepts. It says, in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. And Jesus then says within the same verse, I am going to prepare a place for you. I don't know how much more specific we can get from the mouth of the Savior himself saying this, I am going to prepare a place for you. Now you take this physical reference. He's talking with the disciples. He's already in the previous chapter. He has been giving them the notice that he is taking the next step in the plan of salvation, the resurrection, redemption for people being offered. And the disciples are very, very troubled. Where do we go from here? And this is a place of comfort. There's going to be a place in my father's home for you. John 17, 24, as Jesus is praying to God the Father, he says that I am very, very excited over the fact that the ones that you have given me, Father, will be with me. The believers will be with me to see my glory, signifying a place. They will be with me. It tells you in Luke chapter 22, verses 28 through 30, that Jesus himself says, we will eat and drink in the kingdom. And you've got to have a body to be able to do that. We continue on in the scriptures. We go to Matthew chapter 8 and verse 11. Again, we're talking about feasting. And Jesus says, they will come from the east and they will come from the west. If you're moving, if you are heading toward a place, if you're coming to the feast, you have to have a place in which you're going to. There has to be a destination. This is a place. And they will sit down. They will recline at the table. Hey, you're reclining, which means that there is going to be some sort of a chair, a receptacle for your reclining. And there's also going to be a table because it specifically says reclining at table with them. And it also names the people that will be there, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I'm reminding you, they are individuals who have identification. They have names. They have personalities. And here's something else. They're related. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, father, son, and grandson. And so they're there, and they are reclining a table. They are eating. All of these things bring us the very strong, uh, clear message that this is a place of activity. It also tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18, that we will be caught up together. We're going to be gathered together, and as we are there, we're going to be able to re reunite with one another. This is not just a concept of the mind. There will be a place for us to be caught up together with. It says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. And we can comfort one another with these words. Now, when we take a look at this, we then will go over to Revelation 21. And then the angel, the host angel, is taking John, Revelation chapter 21. Take a look as he talks about, I'm going to show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And what does he show? The next verse in verse 10 shows me the holy city, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a place, and you, you see the description of this. It's arrayed with God's glory. The radiance was like a precious uh, jewel, jasper stone, clear as crystal. 
And then it goes into specifics. This city has a massive high wall, verse 12. Twelve gates. At the gates, let's get more specific. The names of the twelve tribes of Israel's sons were inscribed on the gates. It goes even more specific. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, three gates on the west. And then it tells you that the foundation stones, the city wall had twelve foundations. And on them, they have twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb on those foundations. And then we get even more specific. In verse 15, the one who spoke with me had a golden measuring rod to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. I think the Lord is giving us these specifics so that we may answer this question. Is heaven a place? Is the new earth a place where we will go? Or is this all uh, a hallucination? Is this all a concept? No. Verse 16, the city is laid out in a square. Its length and width are the same. He measured the city with the rod at 12,000 stadia. That would come out to be an English uh, equivalent of about 1,500 miles, just short. Its length and width and height are equal. If this is not to be literal, why is it so specific? Here's how specific it is. Then he measures its wall, 144 cubits according to human measurement, which the angel used. And, And as I see that in the context... This is 144 cubits wide at the wall, how you can move about. That would be about 72 yards wide. The building material, jasper, the city, gold, clear as glass. The foundation walls have all kinds of jewels as you read through 19. They have sapphire, chalcedony, emerald, sardonyx, carnelian. You continue on and on in this too. As we go down here, and once again, it reminds you the main street of the city. It's talking about a street now. The streets are located in a place. Pure gold, transparent as glass. And then as we continue down, we see that the gates are going to stay open. And then the residents in there, it tells you specifically who cannot go in. Why, if it's just a concept, would you be talking about who may and may not enter into it? Then you go over and you're looking in verse 1 of chapter 22 of Revelation. The river of the water of life, clear as crystal. Where does it come from? Another location, the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the city's main street, the tree of life. And it can be said that this would be, if you follow this with Ezekiel's uh, parallel passage, it could be in the trees of life, going down a forest, running down each side of the river, bearing 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit every month. And the leaves are being described. No more curse. The Lord will be there. No more night. And as he goes through... John saw these things, and he is told all about these wonderful, wonderful truths here, so specifically on here. And then the invitation in here, we're seeing specifics, right? This is why in Psalm 23, this psalmist says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Connect Psalm 23, 6 with John 14, 2, and you're getting the idea. This is a place. What do we do there? If which this is all just a concept, what's the reason for activity that's promised for responsibilities like in Luke chapter 19? And then why is this, uh, you know, in Luke chapter 12 that Jesus himself will serve us as we feast? And we're, we're seeing all of these very specific things here. We're going to be reunited with other believers. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 18 says, One of the great joys, a crown of rejoicing, is seeing you there at this place. 
with us. Revelation 22, 4 says that when we're there, we'll talk to God face to face. Revelation 22, 5 will reign with him. More specifically in that place, chapter 3 and verse 21 of Revelation, we will sit with him on his throne. You're getting the idea of a specific place. It's home. And during that time, there'll be a grand rejoicing. You'll see the hint of it in the redeemed singing in Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9. Joining with angels, Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9. Singing a new song, singing at a place. Revelation chapter 6, those coming up there are at a place under the altar, coming out and asking the Lord's question, Lord questions. And he's answering them. God the Father, Yahweh himself, is answering them. And then giving them uh, the, uh, the clothing of reward, of martyrdom. You, you, you have a specific place where there is rewarding. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. There's a specific place where rewards will be handed out for the faithful. I could go on and on and on. But we're running out of time here. But I, I want you to see, my friend, heaven is not some ethereal celestial cloud of non-existence, of monotone uh, activity, of uh, just a nothingness. We are told we will rejoice in a place. We're going home. Think of what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8 says. When we are absent from this body, we are at home with the Lord. What a fantastic promise. And this will totally, totally answer once and for all, this question that yes, heaven is a place, a place of rejoicing. And if you are a believer, my friend, as I believe the Bible, I will see you there. We're going to sit down and rejoice with the Lord. Thank you so much for joining me here. We're going to have a time of talking about Revelation in our next podcast. I hope this helped you out some. Thank you so much. And we will talk very, very soon. This is Brad with Zulon International Bible Institute questions about heaven. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's x-u-l-o-n.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.